Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's Memorial. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, good day. Rick, a, a rare Thursday date for us. I, I kind of mm-hmm. like it. And, uh, you know, Mirfield Village was looking pristine today. I believe Jordan Spieth just said to expect chaos uh, over the next 54 holes with no rain in sight, which is a true rarity uh, for this tournament, it feels like. And, uh, First 18 holes were great. Pristine and spicy. That afternoon wave uh, got the brunt of it here, Patrick. Two shots more difficult in the afternoon than it was in the morning. Any any moisture at all that is in this golf course, you're, you're getting it in the morning, and then it just firms up, bakes out, and with little reprieve in sight, um, it, it, they, they can make this thing as fast as they want. It depends how much water they want to put on it. Exactly. And I think uh, some of the morning guys like Jordan Spieth, who will definitely get to, will be licking his chops a little bit, getting out there on the course tomorrow with a little bit more moisture. Uh, and hopefully the wind's a little bit uh, less less uh, windy. <laughs> well, that's right. The winds will hopefully be less windy. Uh, what does the wind do? I guess the wind can do a lot of things. It can blow. It can gust. It can swirl. Swirl. What else can wind do? I like swirl. That's typically my uh, order at Dairy Queen. Um, but gust swirl, uh, lie down. It can lie down. Um, switch. It can, um, stiffen. Okay. It can down yet. Producer Josh. How? That's a good one. That's from Alec in the chat. Uh, like rip. It could, you know, or, uh, whip the winds whipping right now. Oh, it can whip. Oh, it can. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I think in some of those corners, like, on nine in particular, that wet shot down the hill. I, I believe that's a, a swirling situation. Uh, when you get your, what is it called from Dairy Queen? A swirl. Oh, what's the thing that they, oh, a, bl- a blizzard is what they hand to you upside down, right? Yeah, I get the uh, the dunk in the chocolate, but the swirled. Mm. Sharp, so. sharp stuff. Yeah. Not as sharp as Wyndham Clark, though, who was right back at it again. Two under 70. He went out early. A lot of these early or a lot of these decent rounds came in the morning. And uh, coming off that miscut, the PGA Championship, Wyndham Clark picked up right where he left off this season. Three birdies on his outward nine. That's a 33. He gives one back on his second nine. But he will be at two under par inside uh, the top 10 for the moment and likely heading into Friday's second round. Coming into the week, I, I honestly didn't love Wyndham Clark's chances. I think I bet against him in one of our matchups. But the key for him was really he hit 10 fairways. Uh, so really accurate off the tee for Wyndham Clark. And you combine that with what has been really solid approach play this entire season and the way he can roll the rock. I think he gained almost three strokes on the green. Uh, so you combine all that with his distance as well. It, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, a course like Quail Hollow is one that, rewards really strong drivers and Mirrorfield village has often been 
described as a second shot golf course by a lot of these players. Uh, and, and he was setting himself up for those second shots. So it'll be interesting if he can keep up the accuracy off the tee, but he, he just proved a few weeks ago that he can take down a field of this caliber. Granted it was without John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler. So he has to deal with those two guys unlike quail hollow, but uh, yeah, he's, he's proving that he belongs kind of in that top 25 conversation. Two under par for Wyndham Clark. One better for the resilient Canadian, Adam Hadwin, who started his day with back-to-back bogeys on one and two. While this is a difficult golf course, you certainly uh, could get discouraged making two bogeys right out of the gate, but he was able to get even by the time he made the turn, Patrick, and then plays a bogey-free 33 on his second nine to get in at three under, which right now isn't a tie for third. Has he grown the lettuce out a little bit? Yeah, that's that a, a pretty decent flow. Um, yeah. And I, I ask Josh this like every day, and he tells me like like that picture is from today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's some good. That's a good flow. It's hockey. See, it's it's the Stanley Cup playoffs, brother. It is. It is. Uh, your Las Vegas Knights, obviously. Go Knights. You, go. Go, you gonna go to a game? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like if someone listen, if someone wants to give me tickets, I'll go. I, I just don't foresee an op. Like I don't see me opening up my wallet and purchasing Stanley Cup tickets. Do you know how much they're running? They got to be pretty insane for Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is like they love that team. Uh, yeah. And we've gone to a couple of games, and it's awesome. I imagine that. It, it, I imagine it's not cheap. Okay, um, but back to the Desert Fox, who has you know, I like the touch of gray in the beard. It kind of reminds me of uh, you know some like. Puppies and dogs, like black labs, have a little touch of gray by their mouth. It, it reminds yeah. me of that a little bit. Um, but for Hadwin, you don't really think about Muirfield Village as a plotter's golf course, but Hadwin's found a lot, a lot of success at these shorter golf courses. And he hit only six fairways, but his irons were red hot. He hit five shots that gained more than half a stroke uh, with his irons today. He ranked third in approach, I want to say. Uh, so you combine all that together, and it makes a lot of sense that he's three under. I'm not too sure how much staying power he has. We've seen him in contention, I want to say, in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. sort of this magnitude, where he got into the weekend, looked decent, but ultimately fell off the pace, I think, over the last 18 or 27 holes. And I wouldn't be surprised if it, it's a similar situation for him this time, too. Yeah, he kind of did the Adam Hadwin thing, like get hot with your irons and your putter, and you just wonder how sustainable that is for the final three days. Mm-hmm. But Keep an eye on him uh, moving forward. I'm on a secondary ticketing site that will not be named. You can get into game one for 300, but there's only like four total tickets available. Anything after that's like 450 to get in. That's not horrible. That's really not too bad for a Stanley Cup game. I went to a Penguin. I mean, granted, it was Penguins at Capitals game seven for around that price. Lower level looks to be 800 and up. Okay. Which, you know, listen, I like hockey. I like the Golden Knights. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, don't love it. Nah, (laughs) nah. Uh, Matt Wallace loved the way he played around Mirrorfield Village today, a four under 68, which even included Patrick, a uh, bogey on 18, which was the hardest hole of the day, thanks to an absolutely pristine 31 going out. Wallace, believe it or not, people might forget this, already has a win this year kind of swept that one under the rug, but he's finding his form here at least through 18 holes. And the win did not come with any major championship exemptions, I believe. <laughs> it did not because yes. it was Punta Cana. Yes, it was mm-hmm. Punta Cana. Yeah. So he still has a lot to play for. 
And this is a guy who's been around for a while. I mean, he once, I believe he had three wins on a DP World Tour one season. And he even said after his round today that he's still waiting for his Tiger moment, his like hello world moment Bloody. where he, <laughs> he, he wants to have one of these like just big time moments where it's his entrance into the big stage. And he's hoping it's this week. And yeah, I mean, you, you shoot five under on the front nine here, kind of hold on for dear life. The only difference really between the two nines, he, he made a lot of putts on the front, obviously did not make as many on the back, but the approach play was still pretty sound. And yeah, I don't know if Matt Wallace can win in this field. I think it's a great, great first round, but we see this all the time. We just talked about it with Adam Hadwin where guys just get off to hot starts. That's the nature of Thursdays. And then you get a little, little leaderboard gravity going into the weekend. And he might be a victim of that, especially off in the afternoon tomorrow where the course will be a little spicier. You know how many guys are waiting for their Tiger Woods moment? All but Tiger. A few. <laughs> just, just a few. Um, very strange. I'm looking, I'm looking at his season. So Matt Wallace has played. This is his 20th event. He has a win. He's only made $1.2 million in this in, in this economy, in this new PGA tour economy, to play 20 times, have a win, and have only made 1.3 million because he's missed, let's see five of his last six cuts. He'd missed more than half his cuts prior to the win. He basically has only played two, two good weeks. He had a T7 at Valspar and he won the next week. That is it. He has no other top 20s. That's got to be around tour average with a win. What's that? 1.3? Yeah. Yeah, it probably is. Um, so that's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of a weird year. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Oh, John Rom, I've heard of him. Two under for Rombo. And uh, by the way, he was wearing the same uh, shirt today that I, yeah, that one right there that I wore yesterday. So obviously he must have seen that on the pod. Big fan. Uh, out in 36, makes three birdies coming in, offset with one bogey. It is 34 on that nine. Uh, count them all up, 72 under par. It was really a masterclass how to play this golf course. Uh, outside the hiccup around the turn there. It was very stress-free. Uh, gave himself a ton of looks from 10 to 20 feet. Stuffed one in there on uh, 17 mm-hmm. as well. I believe this the scorecard is flipped on the screen. Um, yeah, he started on the back. Yeah, so he birdied 17 to get to one under and then bogeyed 18 and bogeyed one and then caught a little heat on the front side. Uh, missed a putt there on nine to get to three under, I think from like 11 feet, a little slider. But, I mean, it's John Rahm at Muirfield Village. He, he <laughs> loves this golf course after hating this golf course. I don't know if you caught that. He said in his presser that once he like missed the cut when he was in college or something, he didn't like it, had a decent first start as a pro. And his caddy, Adam Hayes, was like, no, dude, this golf course is going to be perfect for you. And he's like, yeah, so I kind of bought into that, and it happened to be pretty perfect for me. <laughs> um, so it, it's uh, it, it was it was just impressive, and you have him in two weeks, U.S. Open, California. He's pretty damn good in that state. It's setting up for another major championship run for him. His fifth win of the season is going to be on the horizon. I believe he's the betting favorite currently, Ooh. and he did it all while losing strokes. I think he lost around one stroke putting 
today. Yeah, second off the tee, ninth on approach, 38th, uh, basically even around the green. And then he did lose a stroke with the flat stick. So uh, Patrick is absolutely correct there. We will round out the morning wave with homeless hubs, Mark Hubbard, who shot three under 69, but boy, put Josh to work on the graphic here. Let's count them. Uh, four birdies on his first nine. Then another three on his second nine, but four bogeys, including bogeys on all 16, 17, and 18, still cards of 69. Yeah, that closing stretch is going to be very interesting to watch, uh, you know, this weekend. And he obviously felt the full wrath of it. In 16 in particular, they they added a new tee this uh, year, and they, have, they weren't even playing from it. But a lot of players were not too uh, happy with it I'll, I'll just say that they don't believe that hole should play that long and then you added another one on 17 so this year you're going to be seeing a lot of guys take driver as opposed to it was a lot of three woods and irons the previous years to kind of avoid those bunkers but a lot of guys can hit driver and still be sh short of those bunkers so it's something to keep an eye on and then 18 is obviously a difficult driving hole as well so he felt the full wrath of it it's a similar situation with hadwin and wallace unfortunately where I just don't see him sticking around and, and contending in this tournament, but he obviously got off to a great start. So there are, at this moment, there's still some guys out on the golf course. At this moment, there are five holes that are playing basically a third of a stroke over par or more difficult. So there's five holes. 16, 17, and 18 are three of them. And number one is a fourth. So if you start on, if you start on 10, you will play four of the five most difficult holes in order. You'll play 16, 17, 18, make the turn, play number one. That's a gauntlet. The, the back nine in general is really tough. Yeah. I mean, 10, 10's a tough hole. I think uh, it had to have been playing downwind today. Some of those guys had like sand wedges into that hole late. Uh, I think like Fitzpatrick did. Rory had a gap wedge. I know that. So I'm thinking that that's the way the wind was blown. And then 12 is a tough par three with that pin today was kind of sucker ish on the front left and 13 and 14 are tough holes too. So it, it's really just the whole backside. You gotta, you gotta take your medicine on these par fours and par threes and take advantage of the par fives. Cause uh, 15 today was playing super easy. It felt like there was an Eagle chance every other group. I lied. One more Scotty Scheffler, uh, two over par 74 in which he lost over three strokes with the flat stick. I don't know how early you were up, Patrick, if you laid eyes on Scotty on the uh, featured group coverage. I saw most of it and it was not good uh, with that. Dude, the putter is just atrociously bad. It's really bad. Like, and I don't know if you caught this tidbit. I believe Michael Collins was following the group. He was the on course guy today. He said on Wednesday his putter broke, and so he was with the Scotty Cameron team and needed to get a new putter in the bag that fit the specs. I'm guessing it Why? didn't exactly. Just, um, just blow it up. Just well, like don't, don't try to get the same. Just do something different. Well, he tried something different at the CJ Cup. Remember that he put um yeah kind of that same putter JT has in the bag, and he that that's the last time he finished outside the top twelve. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, no, I, didn't, I, he, I didn't hear that actually. That's interesting. Yeah, so that happened yesterday, and then it doesn't help that he loses three strokes today. I don't think he made a putt longer than five feet eleven inches. And what's your concern level with his putter? I mean, just 
Not really. I, I, I think the putter is very, it's almost just like gravy at this point, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, if he's going to be a zero, if he's going to gain a stroke, like cool, just hand him the trophy. But it, it, it's, I, I guess from like a larger macro concern, the fact that one of the best players, if not the best player in the world for like a year hasn't really been able to find anything. And if you remember, um, when he went on that like four wins and six start stretch, I mean, he there was like a prolonged six months where he was a, a putting fool and he was gaining like three or four strokes with the flat stick. And we knew that that was going to come down. But to, to have it flip this much, I suppose, is a little bit concerning. And if he wasn't so good everywhere else, it would be a much it would be much more apparent. Yeah, I, I, I kind of look back to John Rahm's 2022 where he began and he just could not make anything at all. And then he found something at the BMW championship and he just went on that tear and he kind of carried it into this uh, late winter as well and dominated those, that six month on the European tour as well, the, well as the PGA tour. So it, it really just comes and goes with these guys and it could be something as simple as a setup. But I think Todd Lewis or Rex Hoggard tweeted out that Scotty was very much on the putting green after today's round. <laughs> I believe that. All right. Um, we will get to the afternoon wave. Some big boppers over there, including a pair of guys who, boy, made a mess of 18. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. Notables, I'm not even going to waste our oxygen here. Patrick Cantley was one under 71. It was very, very boring. He made two birdies and, and one bogey. We can move on. He's in a tie for 17th. Rory McIlroy was looking like that dude for 17 holes today, Patrick, because he was three under par standing on the 18th tee before he promptly made a triple bogey to give back all the hard work and cards and even par 72. Yeah, it's got to be. I don't know where Rory is mentally at this point, but I feel like this is something that could uh, potentially affect him for the remainder of the tournament he's always been a guy to play on momentum and it it seemed like he had all the momentum in the world before really that drive on 18 he he got screwed uh with the baseball stance and then yeah he drew a very unlucky listen he 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 missed the fairway so you bring in whatever but it was up against the uh the side wall of the bunker he's got one foot the ball's waist high he's got one foot 18 inches above the other and he just kind of knocks it forward a little bit and then he misses long which is like the worst place to be and just compounds itself exactly and, and jordan spieth hit a pretty similar drive was in the fairway bunker uh ended up making bogey so it it was really a two-shot penalty at the end of the day he had a kind of misread the lie for his third yeah launched it long and had an impossible chip and did make a little bit of a mess but thing for Rory McIlroy is he came into this week, it's, it's his most inaccurate year off the tee of his career. He is struggling to find the fairways. He found 10 fairways today, and obviously the fourth missed fairway was pretty penalizing. But outside that, it was a really nice round. He had some loose wedge swings in there, but he was able to overcome those, took advantage of the par fives on the back nine, which you have to do and hit some really, really good iron shots. You think about the one into eight, that was really nice. The one into 16 as well, where he failed to capitalize with the five-foot birdie bid that would have tied him for the lead with Matt Wallace at the time. So I I see a lot of encouraging signs from today's round. 
despite the triple bogey. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was really the driver. He's, if he puts it in play, the rest of his game is, is sharp enough to, you know, still compete with these guys, obviously. Obviously. Uh, Rory McIlroy, even par 72. Jordan Spieth was bogey-free until he got to 18. He hit into that fairway bunker and actually caught the the lip, did not did not get it out clean, uh, was able to salvage a bogey there. After his rounds, I don't have the exact quote, Patrick, but he was asked about his wrist, and it was essentially him just saying, yeah, if, if I didn't feel good, I wouldn't be here. I'm taping it up just in case there's like a really weird, awkward one, but I... Like he did not really give off any vibes of super injury concern. I think he's, yeah, I think he's fine. And he finally disclosed the, uh, the reasoning behind it, the cause what, of the injury. What did he say? He was playing with Sammy, his son, and he kind of jammed it. I know it. Um, but this was, I don't want to say vintage Spieth, but it was a very slimy round. <laughs> like he, was kind of ish all over the place. I think he only hit like eight greens in regulation, yeah, something did. like that. And then you look up and he he makes a a birdie on was seventeen playing the most difficult today. Uh, it was close. It was the I mean, there's a there's like three sixteen, seventeen, eighteen are all within like three hundredths of a stroke of each other. So those are the three hardest holes. Yeah, you see him go left of the pin on seventeen, which yeah. no one was doing all day. And then he makes a putt, and it's like, oh, Jordan Spieth's tied for the lead. What the hell just happened? Uh, and slimy. <laughs> it was an extremely slimy round, but that's just been kind of Jordan Spieth's whole career when you think about it. But he, he's got to improve definitely with some of his approach play. He got, I mean, that birdie on 10 from the bunker, that was slimy. Mm-hmm. A par save on 13, I believe maybe slimier so he's got he's got something to do but it's it's weird like his iron play his ball striking has been fine these past couple weeks when you know Mr. Colonial just couldn't make anything on the greens was kind of poor around the green just drove the ball drove, drove the ball great at Oak Hill I think it was top four and off the tee that week behind only like Cantlay Bryson and someone else maybe Victor so the pieces are there for him and this has been a pretty comfortable spot for him. He played well here, even when he was d- down in the dumps during that stretch. So I'm kind of scared of him at this point. He can do anything. He, he If Jordan Spieth is expecting chaos over the next 54 holes, you just got to buckle the hell up. I love it. Uh, while we've been potting, Davis Riley has been working his way, matriculating his way up the leaderboard, and he has successfully overtaken Matt Wallace in the number one slot of said leaderboard, a five under 67 Patrick that was highlighted by four birdies in his final seven holes. So he played his second nine in 32 strokes. Riley's also kind of had a weird year. He's got that win with Nick Hardy at the Zurich classic, but otherwise it, it, it also hasn't been great. So off to a, off to a solid start here. Statistically uh, was phenomenal on approach second in strokes gained on approach first from Tita green. So, um, maybe a little bit of maybe found something today. He is he is a certified flusher. I mean, some of the best action on the PGA Tour. And as an added bonus, he'll be able to go out early on that front side tomorrow and try to extend that lead before uh, some of the big boys get going. So his start tomorrow is going to be very interesting and I think very key heading into the weekend. 
All right. Well, let's look at the betting favorites after almost 18 full holes for everybody in the field. No surprise. John Rahm, uh, plus 410. Those are the shortest odds. Patrick Cantlay at 675. Those are the two golfers uh, in single digits. Jordan Spieth at 11 to 1. Victor Hovland at 14. Uh, then you just got a bunch of names between 16 and 18 to one Patrick. It's kind of, it's kind of take your pick. Is there anybody uh, that stands out to you here that might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle on this Thursday night? It's our boy. We're getting above water this week, Rick. Mm. Colin Morikawa is going to win this tournament. I loved the way he hit his irons today. I mean, my God, he gave himself a look what seemed like every hole. And even though the putter was bad on paper, you know, where it did pass the test? Your eyeballs. Oh, yeah. He brought in JJ for a lot of putts. He's a great green reader. He needs to utilize him more often. He was just a hair off on some speed, but the stroke looked really good. I think the ball started on the line he intended to the majority of the time. I would say 100% of the time. I don't want to, you know, hyperbolize here, but no, no, you you would never do such a thing. I wouldn't. And that's why I would say Colin Morikawa, 18 to one. I'd, I'd make him minus 110 at this point, the way of he's dropped his approach play. Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, first, in strokes gained approach, which is always a welcome sign for Colin Morikawa. I'll tell you what, I, I saw, I was getting a lot of data work done today. So I had it on mute, but I was watching early. Then I took a little bit of a break. I mean, he was, he was two over through 11 holes and when i checked back like an hour later and he rattled off you know three birdies in his next four i was like okay here we go find a little bit of magic he is by the way my one and done selection this week so i'm uh i'm rooting for old seymour here how come you know how come that never that never catches on seymour uh, uh we'll, we'll we'll whiteboard that one we'll uh we'll put that one on the back burner i i, I don't know we might have to field that one out seymour <laughs> Yeah, he needs like he needs like a he needs like a cool more golfers need cool nicknames. Yeah, see more butts. There you go. See more butts. Yeah, yeah. If uh, see if we can take my call. All right. Well, I think that'll do it. Unless I've missed anything, Patrick. You've been uh, having your finger on the pulse all day. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't. I don't have too much now. I just got to finish up this uh, round one gamer, and then I'm off to dinner. Oh, what do you what do you having? Italian night. Nice. Love me some Italian. Nice. Love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy. Uh, we'll be back Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night for all your post round recaps. Big thanks, producer Josh. That's all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald available on Twitter, amateur status, and available at your local Italian restaurant. If you see him, go up to his table. He certainly won't mind. Say hello. Introduce yourself. Uh, you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. 